Welcome on to the latest edition of the Left Wing Back Podcast. Uh, I'm joined on the line by John Olin and Stephen Bambrick. And Steve, I'm going to start with you this time. I hope you're, hope you're walk well, obviously. And Steve, you in particular, because last night you played your fifth decade of adult hurling in championship. Um, quite remarkable. Uh, tell us how that came about. Well, they were a bit strong in the play. Now, I played about eight or nine minutes at the end of it. Uh, I don't think I touched the ball unless it was maybe blocking the an 18 or 19 year old cornerback coming over for about the fourth time um, yeah we were, we were I just had own case because we, were, we, had, we had 16 including myself uh, one I was a bit late but still he was in time for the match so I just sort of throwing the gear in case so just uh, this is again a junior hurling championship Annie and Stephen against uh, Leinster Rangers blowing Boris so you're, you're, you're under you're under a little bit of pressure numbers wise you, you throw on the, the score as the fella said and uh, you got 8 or 9 minutes of, uh, of action out in the field in the end yeah it wasn't a water break in between because I tell you it was a long it might have been 10 minutes at Seno but I was I wasn't sorry when Billy Fanning blew the, the, the long whistle yeah the first adult game was against Mullins Rangers as well so that was back in 88 either Junior or Bulger Cup or, I can't remember but uh, yeah that's, that's that one put to bed anyway but um yeah, well, look, it's uh, it's 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 probably something that not many people hold a distinction of. I know it wasn't really planned last night or whatever, but when you take back on it, it's a kind of a proud thing. And whenever you finish up, you'd be saying, "Jesus, I've had Adel Hurling in five decades." Like it's uh, it's not something many people are able to say. Yeah, as I said, played now was um, you're 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 kind of uh, covering over the. Uh, I wouldn't say actually touch the ball, possibly only maybe blocking or hooking a lad. So um, yeah, but look, we were crippled with injuries with three or four lads injured from the last day. And um, it's just a short space of time. It's a, it's a, it's a, the championship well run this year, the junior, but comes to that league. And in fairness, now we've had a lot of young lads have got a lot of hurling in. And that's, that's the one good thing I'll have to say about it. Um, that there's seven or eight lads come up over minor. And uh, as the game went on last night, the Rangers got a couple of early goals. So the game was put to bed at the end of the first 20 minutes. But uh, the boys played well after that league and they stayed at it and at it. And, and they they want to get the benefit of the, of the of these games, not not me or whoever. But if, if it's to make sure of a team, we'll talk out the likes of Jordan with the same or yourself. So, um, yeah. So more or Rangers discovered anyway. They've all the basics at, at that age. There's no uh, lads coming out 18, 19, 20 years of age. There's no slow cornerbacks. They're all able to hit the ball. So uh, has progressed a lot in, in the. 32 years since I played the first junior game so um, that's the involvement of hurling and, and uh, you're, you're, the ball is ball is king you have to have the ball now there's no such thing as Mullock in the way that slow cornerback or slow full forward is gone so um, and a great achievement by Mullins Rangers have three teams out one um, Saturday night and the two out yesterday their, their second team who we faced tomorrow night they beat Michael 4 9-1 to one, 10 I think in the intermediate after dinner yesterday so We'll have our hands full in the Super Bowl this time tomorrow night. We'll literally coming into the the last ten minutes. It's uh, so we'll we'll know a lot more in twenty four hours where we stand. Yeah, that's a that's a big game for Nairbreed, obviously, and um, yeah, it's a credit to, to the teams that are feeling three sides. I think it's quite remarkable actually, and you have to kind of commend them on that. Um, Joe, well, we're on the topic of junior hurling, so another fine victory for Ballinkillen this time over St Patrick's, who put up quite a big score themselves. Yeah, very good game, Kevin. Uh, very entertaining game last night. Uh, four nineteen to two fifteen to finish in the end. And um, while it might have seemed kind of comfortable on the scoreboard in the end, it, it was far from it. Um, I suppose we got off to a blistering start. 
I think we're two five to two up after about eighteen minutes. And uh, in fairness, then after the the first water break, um, St. Pat's really came back at us hard and really counteracted our. I suppose we do have a bit of pace and youth in our forwards, and it makes a big difference. And um, you know, they counteracted that, and they really got into the game themselves. There are a couple of fine, fine hurlers on display. Um, I think it was Owen Cleary was excellent. Um, it was a Metcalf young Metcalf chap was excellent. Um, you know, Parry Murphy, all these lads are well able to hurl. Um, you know, and and causes fierce causes fierce butter. Um, so yeah, but we we I suppose we we stepped it up then near the end and we, we kind of pulled pull away from. Um, I I I just think. Um, this year we're in a lucky position where, you know, in other years there, when you mentioned there about you know filling gaps and having to tug out, and I always keep I always keep the boots and the helmet. I always bring them. We were only messing about today on the on our kind of junior management WhatsApp group about you know the, the bad old days when you or not the bad old days, but the days gone by when you'd have to. And I still always bring them, but there'll be no way or no chance I'll be I'll be needing them this year, you know, because we've um, a good bunch of young lads there, and they're, they're all training, and it makes a massive difference to see the. To see how we, how much they've come on hurling ways in, in uh, you know and and how then when they go out into the pitch after hurling with seniors the difference that it makes, um, but it was a good game of hurling yeah good game of hurling now and um, you know Tullo like I said gave us plenty plenty of it and um, you know they'll have a say in our group I think yeah I think they'll take a couple of scalps as well along the way. Yeah and of course uh, a good point for Burn Raiders against Navon three nine to one fifteen is is how that one finished up and then across. In, uh, in Group 2 again Biden Sound had a victory over St. Mullins 116 to 9 points and again just to commend you know the likes of Rangers uh, Michael and St. Mullins on, on fielding three things which I think is obviously quite remarkable um, so yeah that, Stephen you mentioned you know Rangers beating Michael Intermediate 4-9 to 111 and obviously we're going to come to the Senior Championship in, in a few moments time but that's, that's a kind of a quick turnaround for Rangers which you hope will be you know, obviously standing in favour to, to Nairbreed. It's, it's a big, big game, this in, in Intermediate Championship. Not just saying that because it's a Nairbreed man talking to a, a Nairbreed man, but a big victory is needed here and it's not going to be easily got. No, it won't be, um, Kevin. Um, the match in the soap ball, so a lot of our players, but lots of so a lot of Monensor young lads. The, the, like, there's a big, wide open pitch. I, I uh, no, don't know the actual dimensions of it, but it's if you're getting, you, you get room in that, you're going to go to town and uh, yeah two days turnaround is a quick turnaround for, for Munster Rangers um, I, I, I didn't hear much about the match no other I think Kieran Kavanagh got a couple of goals could be in the difference I, I didn't hear much other than the scoreline um, so yeah it's going to be it's a quick turnaround I often can work both ways so that was, was that, that was Munster's second game so they lost two off the other night Dean Grennan and um uh, one of the Torbans, like I was expected, they were going to play a senior anyway. So, um, yeah, it's going to be. I think the weather's to be okay. Um, so it will tell a lot about the about both teams going forward because uh, the three, like Carlton and Samuels, I think Carlton beat Samuels or Samuels beat Carlton uh, the other night. Didn't hear any about that match, no, in particular. But um, four eighteen but, to thirteen points, yeah, yeah. So it's fairly comprehensive. I don't know whether. Who they brought up after junior team? I know uh, young Kyoto was on the minor team last year. I don't know whether he was playing. Like I was talking yesterday, he said he should be putting his hand up at senior level uh, again. The year is out. Now the thing about the year being out, it's all quick of a year. Like with James Dyle, I don't know what James Dyle's injury was going jumping to the senior game the other night. And I, I said it last week or the week before. I said Sam Owens could be a club. Their numbers are tight, and a, a James Dyle injury is a serious one. No matter if it's only up for a game or two, look at more be difference of them 
making the semi final or not, but in the knockout games, if he's missing, it'd be crucial. And uh, like Sam was also like, there's a lot, there's a lot you know, carrying injuries game to game. Like we're playing Tuesday night, we'll be playing Thursday night and playing again on Saturday night. So lads are getting more hurling this year in a six week period than some of our lads would have had in the last four or five years. So good and bad comes with that to get in the rhythm of playing, but you also get injuries and it's just you have to have subs going in that are that are fit to go in and, and play. So um yeah tomorrow night now looking forward you will have John Cody, Willie Hickey the old stages, you know, they'll bring to the game like they'll be and the the, the younger Mountains Range lads will be feeding off them as well, literally feeding off them with good ball going into the forwards from Willie Hickey probably to John Cody and back out to other lads. So yeah we're going to we're going to find out a lot about, about both teams tomorrow night. And just to pick up on your point as well, like I know people will be out there thinking you've just said set ones are tight on numbers and they have three teams, but I know what you mean by that. What you mean is the amount of lads they have in terms of being able to play a senior hurling or being good enough for senior hurling is tight. You know, that's probably what you mean, I would take it. Yeah, and I, I don't mean that because, as I said, a young coach, I can't think of his first name at the minute. I've seen him play minor there either last year or the year before, I think it was in Carlo, and I'd never... I had never heard much about this chap and I said I was asking who he was when the game was on about five or ten minutes for playing meet in the in the region or the IT and I said to myself this lad is a serious serious prospect and um, I think he could have played joined the first night and presuming he was playing intermediate Saturday night no maybe but uh, yeah the, the, you have to have a bench with the games coming taken fast and uh, like the night Ballon Killen played they have read up in O'Loughlin and Joe would have said to me or Michael Doyle would have said the lads that were possibly going to be going onto the senior team from that and he named Mark Foley and those two others and I think the three of them have played senior since and were and that helps the fact that they're not stripping their junior team uh, for the for the senior team or in Sam Munz's or Michael Mount Leinster Andrews or junior intermediate if you get an injury at one at the top level you have to pull up someone from the next level so it has a knock-on effect, but um, yeah, Sam Owens, like if you don't hold in Sam Owens, there's probably something wrong with you. There's the will and the effort they point last year to win the junior, and like they'll go tight on it again this year. But Bangasone have put their hand up big time, and looking at the Bangasone team last weekend, now they're they have a very well drilled outfit, and they gave Sam Owens a good beat yesterday. Uh, so I think, um, sorry to put it across you, Stevie. I think um, I was talking to James Carroll there um yesterday evening, and he told me that um. That I think the St Mullins lost five. Uh, I think off their junior team from their first night. Yeah, um, that's a big loss. Well, it's a big loss. Yeah, it's a third-year yeah. team. I think stepped up to the yeah. intermediate. You know, so you and know, probably lads um, were playing up the middle as well. Like there were, you know, there be central players will find them. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, the big, the big standout result from the weekend obviously was Ballinkillen's win over St Mullins and three fourteen to fourteen points. It's comprehensive and. I was mightily impressed with Ballinkillen. We mentioned on the podcast last week that, you know, we were kind of saying it's time Ballinkillen pushed on. Well, they definitely went the right way about it on, on Friday night, Joe, from, from what I could see anyway, because, you know, a couple of standouts in particular, I, I just thought Kieran Whelan was sublime and I, I know he's he's been moved as being one of our hottest prospects in the county for, for some time. I've seen him underage level, but I thought he was fantastic from, from open play as well as play sports. He picked off some great scores from range and I thought he was central to it. And I suppose the big thing is, if you were told before the game that a lad by the name of Marty was going to score two goals, you'd be thinking the winners of St. Mullins. But it's actually Marty Dalton on this occasion. It was Ballin Killen. So those, those two goals, um, 
uh, in quick succession. I, su- I suppose if you want to if you want to put it that way, were a big difference in this game, Joe. They were, yeah. Um, they were, yeah. And, and you mentioned James Dyle, you know, going off injured as well. Um, you know, it was a big a big loss for for St. Mullins. Um, yeah, very impressed with with our lads. Um, I I very impressed with them. Um, now again, saying that, look, we, we did we did a lot of sloppy stuff in the first half. We could have got punished. Um, you know. It was a, a free went across. I think our half back line, you know, I think it was trying to play it short and it was intercepted, and it could have ended up in the back of the net, but it was drilled wide. And you know, but I think overall, you know, our performance deserved a win. Probably nine points flattered us in some ways, you know, um, because you know the last goal, Sean's goal, last goal was was you know, um, young Alex Dyson's in goal, and you know, it just dipped in under him, and that you know that that'll happen, but it probably won't happen on another night. So. You know, they made us work for it in fairness too. Um, but I was impressed, yeah. You mentioned a couple of our lads there. Marty took his goals very well. And, you know, he's really put his hand up in training there, you know, this year. You know, he's really determined. And, you know, he's back from his travels there last year and probably wasn't um, in as good a shape as he is this year, you know. And, and you know, he is flying up there at the minute and uh, much deserved. Um, and Kieran Whelan, you mentioned there, excellent. And, you know, Dion and a few more lads. I think what's what's probably happening for us is, is that, you know, our, I call it our big players. Like when we talk about St. Mullins, we talk, you know, we immediately kind of go to their big name players and because they're so kind of consistent and uh, consistent and, and do it week in and week out. And I think that's what's probably, um, what's probably, you know, got us the two victories there the last two days is that our players have kind of, especially our big name players have really manned up. I know you don't, you need everyone else as well, but, you know, you mentioned Kieran, he's been super, absolutely super um, in the two games so far. Um, you know, in terms of um, you know how he's hurled and his contribution from playing from freeze, and that makes a massive difference to our team. You know, he, he kind of has made the team tick there the last while as well. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good win. Um, it was a satisfying win, I suppose. You know, we felt that we we left it behind us last year, but I mean, again, it has been coming. It's not like it's a, sh- a bolt from the blue. I think other years we've we've probably thought we were going to win, and you know, we kind of flattered to deceive several times, but. Um, you know, last year with the two games, say against the big two, we call them St Mullins and and Mullins Rangers. Like we showed, we were there thereabouts, and you know, getting the win, I think, was key. I kind of had said the week this week that, you know, I, I always felt we were going to turn over one of the two of them in, in this week, and we've one turned over now, and, and hopefully it'll be it'll be the two of them. But I just think it's good for our lads psychologically as well to you know to get that win, you know, because um, it just you know, it puts you in a different frame of mind, and obviously as well, it gives us kind of the, the push towards the semi-final too, which is uh, which is a massive boost. But yeah, just the the other noticeable thing on on that game was Ballinkillen obviously pushed on all the way. They never looked like they were going to take kind of no for an answer, and you know, say Mullins did did battle away, but I suppose that little bit of character that you would associate with them last year, even with James Lyle going off the field, it wasn't really evident to that extent that they're nice and again I'm very cognizant that this is early stages and early doors and all that but that's a slight worry having said that lads isn't it yeah well the thing about now Ballinkillen have momentum and uh, you see in other years the championship you could win a game like that and then you have no game for two or three weeks and could win a round of football or something and something happens and you know the play on Rangers now uh, Wednesday night Putting two results together, um, and like Leinster Rangers will be saying, right, these boys are after beating Sam Mullins here. These boys wants to be, you know, brought down to earth. And uh, the the thing about like Ballinkillen, the plus side, I'd say, like very well balanced team. Like you're going down to the middle there. You have Dion Wall, like David English, is just tipping away there, and 
not needing to be sticking out like a sore thumb, doing what he has to do. Uh, you have Kieran Whelan, you have Sean Whelan, you have Chucho coming in and out. You have, you know, you've experienced Rory Dunbar there as well. Might have gone to score sheet the other night. I don't know whether he did or didn't. We have Dan Sheen, of these lads. Uh, the quite one I thought was the goals. The two goals, Sam Owens were left wide open at the back. But uh, the good thing about it was from Darren Roberts or, or um, Marty Dodd's point of view, they went for the juggler when they got the chance to took the two goals. And uh, like if you have a full forward and getting one chips in with two, point, two goals and Chucho's two, going to get three or four points from play any day goes out. And if Kieran Whelan with freeze and play, you're going to be nearly going into the double figures, hopefully. You're up to two fifteen, all of a slap. And that's the score is going to take beat in any game. But uh, I said with Sam Mullins, I, I, I know they we're missing some lads. I, I can't. You'd be worried. You'd be worried in that regard if you're Sam Mullins. But like at the end of the day, it's only two points they lost. So yeah. whether they lost be three fourteen to fourteen or three fourteen to twenty two points, it's only two points. And and uh, Dave Bagnestone, uh this week in the midweek game, and uh, uh, you know they'll be looking to get back on the the winning the winning streak again. So yeah, there's a there's a Ballen Ballen my my question is can Ballen Kill put two results together? They have to put two results together just to to keep moving forward and then the next step forward after that is the knockout games. They're the games that they have to be winning the knockout games, the semi final, obviously to get to a final. So they're progressing well and uh definitely a work in progress and uh, work on very well. Yeah. And we'll come to the the next game in a couple of a couple of moments' time. But Joe, on a, on a positive front, um, a very lean-looking Paddy Hyo came on there for St. Mullins, and that can only be a good thing because, you know, even when Paddy was hurling over his skin, I, I didn't feel he was in optimum shape. And I mean that respect. I know Paddy quite well, and not in optimum shape myself here to be calling anyone in optimum shape. But he looked very lean and fit, and when you get this lad going and plenty of hurling to him, he's going to be a massive plus for St. Mullins. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Sure, of course he is. And, um, fine, and he's only, well, like, just, just to point out, Paddy is actually... Uh, 30 or turning 30 this year and he seems to be around forever like actually of course I mean look he burst onto the scene you know he was an outstanding minor even a young minor as I say and then obviously you know an outstanding hurler with the county then as well from a very young age and, and I suppose we do kind of forget that he is still a young man um, you know like you said 30, 31 so he's a lot to offer and, and you know what a sub to bring in there like you know what a man to bring in like or, or to have there on your panel and you know you know that, that that's a massive plus um I suppose just just getting back a little bit to the to the game and, and say Mullins, like you know, you mentioned there about them getting back on the wagon and and so on. And I know we said we kind of preview the games coming forward, but I mean, I suppose like right in one way, say Mullins, right to be disappointed to lose, you know, and the winning mentality and all. But I think they played the bigger picture very well down there as well, you know, because you know I think even their, their three in a row team, I think you know I don't think they top the I don't think they top the table any of the three years or even last year as well, you know. In other words, that they got to a semi-final and then they seemed to peak and and, and raise things. So, you know, while, while we're delighted, you know, or Ballon Hill are delighted to have bet them, like, and, you know, there might have been little cracks here or there that you know, people might have seen in, in you know, in, in, a St. Mullins, um, in a St. Mullins team. Um, you know, they're, they're obviously very much in the championship. And, and, and again, like I said, of all the teams, they seem to be able to take those kind of knocks and to... You know, when it, when it matters, um, kind of come back and come back very strong, and you know that's that's a kind of a worry. Even though I suppose it's quite a quick championship this year, you know, I, I think they're well able to get their heads around uh, a defeat like that and kind of move on and park it. Um, you know, probably probably it is more important for our lads. Like while 
you know, we'd be hoping to get to a semi-final, but getting to a semi-final for us with a bit of momentum and a couple of good wins and performances is probably more valuable to our lads because we don't have the experience of playing in a final, a senior final. And, you know, we kind of, we probably, you know, probably think maybe we, we, that we have the hurlers that we, we that, you know, over the last couple of years that we, we should have had or, you know, and so winning those games and getting that momentum is probably more of a thing for us. And while it's a loss for St. Mullins, I think, in the heel of the reel, you know, they'll be able to park it quite quickly and move on uh, to next week or to this week's game, you know. Before we park it and move on to the second game of the weekend, which of course was one of the surrenders in Michel, just uh, um, something to reflect back on, Joe. I don't know if it was used in the, the dressing room or anything beforehand, and I don't know if maybe you can shed some light on it or not, but before the Leinster final against Ballyhale Shamrocks last year, Niall O'Donnell, the same Williams manager, went on record uh, with beat one or two, one or three, and uh, was talking about the whole thing last year with, with Ballin Killen and and you know and, and St. Mullins and the rigmarole and lead up to that fixture and Ballin Killen not filling it. But he said there's a bigger issue there of what was exactly behind the reason of Ballin Killen to not fulfill the fixture and the last minute notification. He went on to say, I'm not fully in the know in terms of Carl Hurling, but I would have been led to believe there was an injured player involved that couldn't line out on the day for Ballin Killen and that may have pushed their decision. I'm led to believe that a lot of the stuff that was reported was one sided. And he went on to say I would hope that it would be addressed at the county convention in Carlo we were the ones penalised. Fairly hot and heavy stuff to be saying at the time. I wonder, was it referenced before the game on Friday? Um, I doubt it. No, I, I doubt it. I think, um, well, I, I obviously can't say I wasn't interested, but I don't think so. I, I think, um, look, I think our lads moved on and, and what happened outside the pitch, you know, stayed outside the pitch and what, what was on the pitch is on the pitch because the lads know each other so well and, you know, everyone is very close-knit and like I said, sort the players, some of our players and their players live in each other's ears, like, you know, and, but I think it was at the time, I know, I, I personally, I'm supposed I'm going to speak here. I can't speak for the club or anything, but I know personally, I thought it was a very poor uh, choice of orders at a time when, when everything was done and dusted. And, and incorrect, factually incorrect, I have to say. Like, you know, we, we didn't have any injured players and there was no ulterior motive. And I know that uh, speaking 100% uh, truthfully and factually, um, because, you know, I was, I was supposed I was more closely involved uh, at that time. But, um yeah, it was disappointing. It, that was very disappointing at the time, and obviously, you know, it, it kind of it would, it would rankle with you, especially when things had been parked and, and so people had moved on. And I don't think it, you know, speaking to other people not connected connect with Sam Mullins, and they wouldn't maybe have appreciated it either, because you know, you know, if if people were were in the know and in the and knew what was kind of going on in in the background between both clubs and and everything else and 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 the county board as well. Um, you know, they, w- they wouldn't come out with that. And I think if he heard, in fairness to Niall, he said, I was led to believe, you know, if people were informing him of this, well, he was poorly informed at the time, um, you know, and, and it was a poor, maybe a poor time, maybe a poor time to bring it up. And of course, we don't know, in fairness to Niall, we don't know, you know, maybe what way, what way the line of question was and what the interview was. And maybe this was just plucked again to, to, to dig things back up. But yeah, well, I, I suppose, you know, personally, um, I, I was disappointed on how it was meant to reflect on, on the club that I know uh, wouldn't, wouldn't be involved in any sort of activity like that to try to get a match off because of an injured player. You know, God, no, there was far, far from that. And there was bigger issues at play, as we know. But um, no, I wouldn't say it was used, Kevin, but um, it wasn't used. But um, obviously, maybe at the time when it was said, it, it probably didn't sit well with, with the club, you know, and, and with people in the club, you know. Yeah, would have angered a lot of people, I'd imagine. So, uh, Monus Rangers versus uh, Michael then. So, Rangers win that 116-2-5. Now, the first thing I have to say 
just to put a bit of context on this, in two games, Michael have scored 316. And at the weekend, in one game, Morris Shanahan scored 217. What does that say, let's? Well, how much is how much how, how, has, has Morris Shanahan, Shanahan any relations in Boris? Or sorry, in Michael, to you. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, yeah, I, sure, look, I mean, I suppose the scoreboard doesn't lie really, you know. The, they, you know, I think they got the, the two goals from play, and they got a point or two from play. Might have got one, and they got a couple of frees. So you're really maybe talking out or seven scores. Maybe I think there was four of them from play, and over sixty minutes, sixty-five minutes, whatever length of time it is now, including injury time, that's not going to win you anything. You know, it's not going to win you a football match. You know, at any level either. So they'll they'll be disappointed with the return. You know, and um, because I suppose physically and and intensity and everything was there. You know, all like I mean. I thought it was at a different level in terms of physicality and, you know, and the hits and everything going in. And, you know, Maisha looked in good condition that way. And there was no, you know, their physical work was, was bang on. But definitely they're, from a hurling point of view, they're, you know, they were behind, they were behind um, Mountainster Rangers. And, you know, if you look at the scores that, that Rangers did take, you know, they were a lot easier and they were, a lot, they looked to me very sharp on the ball as well, you know, um, you know their touch was very good, and and I think that was kind of missing a little bit. But um, I don't know. I, I suppose with Michael and their and their game plan, I don't know. Like some, you know, I'd be thinking like what sometimes with us as well. When you have a full forward, if John Michael is in there, you know, are you as well off just kind of going a little bit more direct and, and early, you know, rather than try to work the ball through the middle and, and let teams drift back and crowd it out. So you know, I I think maybe they might get more scores from from trying to isolate him, but I think they'll be disappointed with the return all right, um, over the last two matches, yeah. Yeah, well, like, I suppose the two goals that they did get were high balls that come around the square and they caused a bit of um, pandemonium, as as the fella said. But uh, we have a couple of points to touch on in this. I just felt kind of, in particular, in regards to to Michael, like, the amount of easy ball that Dean Reborn struck at centre-back, like, obviously he was sweeping across uh, in in that general area. Jesus, and he's like, that's, that's one thing. Fair enough. He's picking up the loose ball. But I just felt they were very, very slow to try and cut out the supply then. He had all the time in the world to kind of set up attacks from, from that position. And that's, quite, that's kind of poor because you would associate Michael with, with strong work rate. And they just weren't getting there to try and get in a hook or a block on him. Fair enough, he was there and he was picking up the ball. But you've got to make that sort of effort to cut out the supply to make things a little bit easier on your own defence when the ball does come in. Would you agree with that, Stephen? Yeah, well, I was looking at it now from the start. I was impressed with Michael's work rate early on and that a couple of scores. And I, I couldn't believe Nixon to water where I came in. It was, could have been two points all. That stage was it, but it was, it was two points all. Like with, with a lot of it, there could have been 20 minutes gone, it was still two points to one or two points all. And I just said to myself, right, Ranger are probably going to go up here and get a couple of scores now and chip away. And, and that's what they did. And, um, like, the thing about it is, if you have Chris Nolan at the far end of the field, and if he's getting good ball, a yard ahead of Owen Nolan, or anyone, whether it's Owen Nolan or who it is, he's going to beat him. Whether, it doesn't matter if it's a, against Offaly or Cork. If he gets good ball, he's going to get scores. And like your 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 defence has to start up in the forwards. Um, because I, I'll agree with you about John Michael Nolan. You're wondering... How, I know you're going back. You, you, there's no team going to do that, though. Put put a lead in edge of the square and lorry every ball in top of him because if to do, it was David Field full back. I think from Leinster Rangers. Yeah. yeah. Um. Like the two goals came. I think one hit the post, the rebound came back out, and uh, it was one that Tracy scored. John Michael's leg was a ball came in, and uh, 
like a, they have a feeling like I've never seen him playing full back before. And if Dean Gren, it's a new unit there compared to where before you had Gary Dyle and Frank Foley or whoever. So them were goals. Like Rangers will have looked at that and said that, that's not happening the next day. Like uh, they were shitty ball goals. Like, end of story. Yeah, the ball comes in like that. Like full back, you come out through it. Uh, no matter whether it's John Michael Nolan or whoever it is, the ball can't be going in like that. Like, it didn't matter. It was there were 12, 14 points up or whatever. But uh, like Michael played. Supposed twenty five minutes of the game with fourteen men. If Mike, if Michael Mullins got his second yellow, and um, well, Stephen, going to jump in here because to be yeah. honest with you, I thought John Hickey got that crawl wrong. I thought I would never look to get a lad sent off or look for a lad to be sent off. And I like me Holland Mullins. Uh, he's a strong, hardy lad that always goes out. But I thought that was a dreadful tackle on Paul Cody. Jesus, the man could have end up in a wheelchair. Like it was actually horrific what was going on there. Oh, that was that. Uh, was that the one Paul Cody got caught in? It was. Yeah, well, no, no, it wasn't the coat. The coat was totally separate. I think it was his own man done that. But oh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, in the first half, he was well, held up. That was, up the, that was the first half, actually. That yeah, was the well, first half, Paul Cody got the head cut, sorry. Yeah, well, he was, he was, he was flung to the ground, nearly yeah. dumped like a Tano Umaga effort on Brian yeah, O'Driscoll. Yeah, and sorry, I just yeah. thought it was all very unnecessary. And I thought me on was very lucky. I think maybe, like, if John Hickey has another look at that, he might think twice about it. And he's actually quite close to it. Like, it was very, very dangerous, I yeah. thought. Yeah, no, I, I know John... Tries not to, I wouldn't say if they're on a yellow card with him, but like me, I was on a yellow already, and it was all def- it was definitely a yellow anyway. Well, actually, but, um, he wasn't on one already. He got the yellow for that dumb tackle on Paul, and then he got a second yellow afterwards for hitting Gary Lauder across the top of the head. I think it was that oh, was sorry, that was no, that was accidental. Me, I, second uh, one was accidental. First yeah, one was mixed up. Uh, yeah, well, of course, then when you're on the yellow, still the same. You have no, you have no, you have no leeway. But um, the thing. And as I said, like Michael worked their socks off without getting any end result. That was the problem. Like the, the two points was on the board for a long day, for a, a long stage of the game, and that's where most well, range every game are going to be in double figures points wise. Uh, I often would have said before they don't get enough goals, uh, but they'll hit fifteen or sixteen points any game. Uh, no, it was wet conditions the other night, and. Uh, they didn't get the 15 or 16 or anything, but they, they were getting close to it. But you, you can't be playing it. Can't play more range with a with an extra man. It just that's not it's not a runner. So no. um like Michael Michael have to have to this with the midweek game off. So like I said, Tyke Daly as well could be an injury though. He got a terrible smack off of Chris Chris Nall there you to go off there about 10, 10, 15 minutes to go and uh, like there's a lot of Moish lads you know they're blood and lads as well and the, the thing about it is you're looking at the way results are going at the minute and I buying someone playing Sam Mullins this midweek game if uh, if buying someone don't get a result over the next two games and Moish don't either we're down to a I think Moish and buying someone the last game in a winner takes all for semi-final that be right? Yeah that's correct that, yeah that's right Would lads yeah but that, there's a lot of horn to be done before now and then we have two rounds I just have to ask the question though, like I'm fully aware and I don't want to seem harsh on Michael, right? I know they're kind of a yard off and they've a bit of work to do, but are they maxing out on the level they are at? Um, well, yeah, well, I suppose, look, it's a, it's a tough one, isn't it? Like, I mean, I know what you're saying, like, I mean, is there more in them? I, I think there is, I mean, but... Um, like, what I'm saying is, I know they're a yard off. I would personally feel though that if you are a yard off, then there are certain things you can do to, I won't say make up for it, but to get as close as you can to making that step. 
and that's obviously continued work rate. That's a little bit of cuteness as well. And I would say a bit of a plan because I, I felt they lacked a bit of a plan because they, they kept obviously striking the ball to a spare man in for large periods of the game. But I just felt there's something lacking with them that I think when you're at that level, you, you still need to max out what you, what, you, what you can do. And I still think even though they're the yard off, they're not maxing out on where they are, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah. Ross Smithers is back now at the, at the week at the weekend. He'll be he'll be a bit of a help going forward, literally going forward. If he, but like their their next game is um, Ballon Killing at the weekend, and um, like Ross Smithers, you're going to get the best out of county men. Ross Smithers' best game is carrying the ball, so they're going to have to bring him into the game to get this. Of, of your, your your key players you have to get the best out of them players and uh, I know he played cornerback with the county this year and I couldn't believe it and he'd done alright there actually uh, so uh, I'd love to see him with the ball in the hurling taking on the, the ball and killing defence and see what they're like when they're ra- ran at because we know they're strong physically strong you have Sean Whelan and, and, and David English in the half back lane first part of the call and if you get past there you have Dion Wall and at that stage you're, you're, you're definitely going to be stopping it's just interesting to see how that goes at, at the weekend now I know we'll have two games midweek. We'll talk with them first, but uh, yeah, Michael, they have, have a bit longer to a few more days to look at it and lick the wounds and get on. And Michael won't feel sorry for himself for too long. Don't, no, they won't, don't, no. don't think that they'll they'll pull up the chest and, and on they'll go at the weekend. But um, yeah, that's I, I cute where I feel anyway. But anyway, look, that's, be, uh, the way, that's that's the way. That's the way. Go on, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No. Just one thing on that. Like. Um, just looking at the game, I suppose I, I'd always be, um, I'd always be looking at the game sometimes from a technical point of view, you know, because I still, I, I always think, you know, we talk sometimes about the undefinables, the, the things that we, you know, you know, you often hear the one about the lads going out, you know, the lad with the, the team with the more heart won and all this sort of thing, and you know, it doesn't in this day and age, you know, while there is, we we don't doubt the passion is there in any lad going out to hurl for his club or whatever else, but. When you look back in the game at, at the weekend, if you, if you look at the touch, uh, and in difficult conditions, um, the you know the skill level in terms of you know raising the ball first time, you know ball to hand, uh, sh- sharpness of striking, you know Rangers in difficult conditions had were better technically as well, and sometimes in certain cases, like not all the time, right? I know you know, but in in games, you know we know that. The technical slips, or you know, if you miss the pickup, or you know, the ball, you give a lot of hand pass and it goes to his knees rather than his chest and stuff like that. They can be different in scores and build a momentum and break a momentum. And and you know, and we see that in good scores where you know, where there's crisp striking, and we got a couple of good scores that take you know, in our own game. And you're looking at it and you're saying, like, what made that a good score? Because you know, the ball is going to hand, there's less mistakes, you know, you're picking out an accurate pass, your strike is good from a technical point of view. Yeah, everything goes well. You know what I mean? Because no yeah. matter what game plan you have, if you don't have um, the hurlers execution, this this isn't with reference maybe to, to particularly to Michael, but just in general, like that if you don't have a game plan to ex- execute the type that sorry, if you don't have the hurlers or the skill set in the hurlers to execute a game plan that you have in mind, it it, it fails, and you know you're left wondering then like where did it fall down? Do you know what I mean? So. You know, like what uh, I suppose Stephen said there, you play to your strength sometimes. And but sometimes from, I always find in, in a hurling game, especially that if you look at a game purely from a technical point of view, you know, if you analyze the rooks, 
you analyze the breaking ball and where a lad, you know, bends his back and misses or misses the first pickup or, you know, whatever else, or a hand pass goes to a lad's knees and, you know, so on. And like those are mistakes that actually kill you in a game. You know, if you're playing a good team now, a good club team, you know, um, you know, if, if you go back on, the, on say, the Cork team that started the running game or, or the Clare team of recent years or Wexford even, apart from the game plan that they execute, look how technically uh, proficient they are. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, I think that's something that's, that can be lost sometimes in games. And it'd be a hobby horse of mine, <laughs> I suppose, to be looking at it from the point of view of, uh, of things like that. But I just think it's something that, uh, you know, I was impressed with, uh, particularly uh, in Rangers game on, at the weekend in difficult conditions in, in how good technically they were, you know. And I suppose we, we come to expect that of them as well. But I, I was, there was a difference there and uh, it, it did help in those conditions as well. And as a first yeah, well, glance well, well, of Rangers, would you would you have been Stephen? I know you're you're, you're going to say something there, but as a first glance on, on Rangers, would you have been kind of impressed with what you saw? Yeah, well, Rangers will do to have the good habits. The good habits, one of the best habits you can have is getting scores on you. That's to rack up to fifteen, sixteen points every day and a couple of goals, and you know you're going to be very hard to beat. And uh, like I said, like the uh, David David feeling full back. Didn't do anything wrong. The, the goal landed in top of John Michael Nolan. Wouldn't probably wouldn't be a familiar position for to be in the square for a for a sixty five. I said David played most of his hurling out mid of the field or in the half back line possibly. But um, yeah, they're look. They're John Nolan took a took a fair smack there in the first. I'd say probably about ten or fifteen minutes. He he got up and went on. So. You know, these lads are getting blooded, they're, the Tobins, these lads, are, they're getting more games and even the Chris Nolans and that, they're, they're still very young and still developing as hurlers and uh, physically, but like, they're going to, they're going to ask Ballon Killing serious questions this week. I'm going to, whoever's referring that, I tell you, is going to have, they're going to have to have their eye on the, eye on the game because I'd say they're going to just, they're going to test them physically and mentally It's a, just to see where, after Ballon Killing have won the game at the weekend, a big win, what to do in the second game? Um, Monster no better team than Monster Rangers to, to ask you that question. So um, I, I, I look forward to see that game on first year one, but uh, that's going to be a, a very valuable two points whoever gets it. If Ballon Killing can get that, like that's going to give them huge confidence going forward. You're thinking then if Rangers get it, will it knock Ballon Killing? Shouldn't do, but um, time will tell. It's a big game anyway. So let's rock on to... Uh, choosing nice fixtures and uh, intermediate championship first. Obviously, we mentioned Nail Breedham when I surrender 7.30 in the Super Bowl. But the Senior Hurling Championship game we're going to preview. Um, Bynastown would have had the weekend off. They would have been looking closely at St. Mullins and, and seeing what the crack was there. You would still imagine that St. Mullins will come back all guns blazing, even with a quick turnaround. But, you know, Joe, as, as we kind of said already, I thought Bynastown showed enough promise to maybe make you think with a few games under their belt, you know they'll they'll be competitive at this at this um, at this level. Now there's a big big step there. So how they kind of carry themselves and the account they give themselves on Tuesday will that say more about Bidenstown or St Mullins if Bidenstown kind of get close to them, or will it set Bidenstown back further if they encounter a St Mullins team that's going to come out and and look for serious retribution from Friday? We'll say. Yeah. Well, look. I suppose St Mullins are kind of in a like like we were. I suppose playing Bidenstown and. and you know, they're in kind of a no-win situation. They're expected to win. They're, you know, expected to win well. So, you know, if they win well, well, sure everyone thinks, you know, that's what we thought. And if they don't, 
there's kind of questions asked and you know so but look again I just think the mindset will be uh, I, I think St Mullins focus will be on two points you know what I mean they're, they're kind of you know like I said the years that they've won the championship you know um, the, the train road like I said they didn't I don't think they topped the group I don't think they bet Rangers in any of those three years uh, and I think in one particular year they got a, quite a clipping in a, in a group game so they kind of they have the bigger picture in mind. So their first focus will be two points. You know what the scoreboard is. The scoreboard is, and whatever's in at the end will be in it. But their focus is just getting the win. I think from Bagnus point, Bagnus' point of view, I I just hope that they bring that work rate that they had against us. I I um and I think they will because I think it was you know it's in them. It's in especially in their you know they're quite a youthful team and even the lads with a bit of experience as well are good workers. Um. And I hope to bring that kind of air of positivity to it. You know, like I said, afterwards, after the game, while they were disappointed to lose to us, you know, members of their club and, and some of their players were kind of realistic, you know, that this is a building year. So many debutants, you know, lads just up 18, 19, kind of 20 years of age. Um, and I hope to take that from again, regardless of the result. I just hope they come in, work their socks off, put in a performance and, and kind of let, I won't say let the scoreline take care of itself, but you know, I can't. I can't really see in terms of tactically how, um, you know, how they're going to manage. I suppose the big threats that Sam Mullins will have up front. You know, because um, you know they're quite quite proficient up front, as we know, and even in the back line as well. You know, they're quite tight there. You know, um, and I can't see where their scores again are going to come from play. So they're going to be relying to draw kind of freeze like they did against us, and you know, but their work rate, like I said, of of all like that. That's what has impressed me, and and I think. I think, like I said this year, Bagnestown's year is about building. It's about putting in performances, and kind of the results will be what they'll be. But I think, from a from a from a result point of view, there, there is, you know, I can't see anything barring a, I won't say a comprehensive St Mullins win, but I think a, you know, a relatively easy St Mullins win in the end. Right. So, like that Ballin Kilmore Leinster Rangers game on Wednesday is just a mouth watering encounter. Joe, I I would hope for. <laughs> Well, a lot of people say that. Are you doing the commentary on that one? Hopefully, you got the call up. I won't be, unfortunately. Um, I was going to head home for it. I'm actually up in Sligo as we speak here um, for a few days away, and uh, I was going to head home. Uh, being my birthday and all, I had secured a pass to head down and all. But um, I suppose, unfortunately, our junior game has moved from the Sunday back to the Friday, and the kids and wife and all are up here uh, until Saturday. So I, I've got permission to go home for the junior game Friday, but not. I suppose I'm not going to chance going home for two games. But um, yeah, it's a massive game, massive, massive game. Like I said, um, personally myself, I like I just thought that having getting one win out of the big two, I think was was very important. But obviously, after playing so well um, for uh, you know against St Mullins, especially in that second half, I think our lads will will, will eye this game. Um, and again, it's the idea of you know not obviously it's a lot of stake because like look if you if you beat if we get this win, it probably means we top the group, you know, and that probably gives you an easier uh, semi-final draw and if that happens um, well obviously if there's a three-way playoff you know things could score different wherever it comes into play but it gives us a chance to top in the group which probably would give us a, a, an easier semi-final draw and, and a potentially a, an easier path to the final so there's a lot at stake in terms of that as well but I think the bigger picture too is the idea of um, you know beating Mount Leinster Rangers in a championship game you know that, that hasn't happened in so long and uh, it would be it would be a massive thing, but that's not building up our lads too much because you know, you know, if we lose it, well, it's it's a game and a group game lost, and you know we're still aiming to get into a semi final and take it from there. But I think psychologically, if we win it, it'll be a massive step for us. 
Um, I think having the extra little day is good in terms of our recovery. You know, having that extra little day, especially in a tight program of games, it does give us that extra little, a little bit of recovery time. And also, I think as well, while our game was intense, um, I thought the the Mullins Rangers and Avon game was maybe more physically intense. You meant, you know, that there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of um, heavy hitting and so on. And fair as well, hitting in, in the Mullins Rangers game in, in heavier conditions as well. So that'll take maybe a little bit more out of the Rangers' legs, but. Look, we know what quality they'll bring to the game. Um, I think, you know, you've mentioned their players, their quality throughout. Kind of a new spine to their team, maybe, you know, Dermot back at centre-back and maybe taking over that Richard Cody role, even though Richard hit a lot of ball as well at the weekend, but kind of slotting in there at six and, you know, into the pocket as well because Rangers tend to drop deep and work so hard. And um, it will be interesting maybe the match-up, maybe a full-back if, if David Phelan is in there um, on, um, on Sean Murphy, you know. Um, you know, because Sean, like you said, is such a handful as well. But I suppose up the other end, look, they have they have lots of key forwards. I thought John Nolan was very impressive the other night, um, running at the at the, at the backs, especially of um, of Navon and Chris Nolan is just an exceptional talent there. You know, we talk about you know a, a full forward and putting the ball in, like you know, it doesn't have to be a foot in front of him; it can be a foot in the air as well. He's very very ex- you know, he's very good in the air. Um, and again, I harp back onto it, an, an excellent uh, stick man. Like, you know, you cannot, um, the scores he gets are because he's so proficient on left and right. You know, his skill set is excellent. And th- that means that when you shepherd a, a player like him out, you know, onto a certain side or out onto the wing or whatever, you know, he has the skill set, um, you know, to get those scores. So it will be a big ask. Um, but, and again, it'll be a tight game. Um, uh I suppose, you know, obviously I'm a little bit biased, or a lot biased, but um, I, 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 you know, I have a little inkling that we might just turn this one over this time. You know, I think it, it you know, that little bit of momentum and the extra little bit of time off might be no harm to our lads. And uh, I think we might just get one over this time. Well, I'll extract the bias over and I'll ask Stephen Barber who he thinks is going to win that one. Yeah, this is, uh, we're back to the big man players again. You'll have Chris Nolan and Dion Wall. Uh, if if he stays in there, which he probably will for most of it, um, so it's the middle the middle of the field like that. These good the good ball going into the forwards that's going to detail of it. I, I can't see Marty Dalton or 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 um Dar Roberts getting the same room in the full back lane they did the other night, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have seen him getting the room against Sam Mullins that they got either. So um, Ballinkill if you get two games in a row like this. Like looking at the fixtures, like the beating Sam Mullins last week, um, they could have Mullins Rangers and Michael to go be top of the group next Sunday evening into the semi final uh, on their own terms. Um, a hard one to call. I, I, I'm, I'm just still going to give Mullins Rangers a, a tight, tight vote um, for no particular reason other than the. the to just get the score that bit simpler than than the opposition in these games. Um, seen a couple of games last year with Ballon Killen and Michel against them, and fifty five minutes gone, and you're 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 still a point or two up or down, and next to get a goal and a point or nowhere. I, I just give Rangers the slightest nod now by literally a puck of the ball. Um, I, I usually say on defence, but I just want to give them the slight nod. Um, so. I, we know relations about killing won't like that, but there, won't be, there, won't be, there shouldn't be anything in it anyway. Good stuff. I look just at the other games on Wednesday. Um, Michael take on set one's intermediate championship at seven thirty, and in junior championship, 
at 7 o'clock Palatine are at home to Bidenstown gents um, thanks for joining us Joe look as you mentioned I know you're away so thanks for taking the time out of your, your holiday to come on the podcast it, it says where your heart is for, for Carla Hurland and Ballinkillen so thanks for that and Steve congratulations on the, again on the five decades of, uh, of Championship Hurland at adult level fair play and, and five decades in the rosary, I'd say, as well, when you went home. <laughs> well, the, be- the, beads, the beads are embedded in the helmet. <laughs> nice one. Thanks, gents. <laughs>